and welcome to Are We There Yet? An exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, D. Hollander Gonzalez. And I'm Brennan McCullough, your anime inability to communicate for the sake of the plot. Ooh. Did Brendan just say something? I thought I heard him talk, but I didn't hear anything. <laughs> Everyone ignores me. <laughs> are we doing are we doing tropes? Um uh, I can't. I, I, um, I built a radio out of coconuts, but I can't fix the hole in the boat. <laughs> Again, my references are fifty years old. I'm just I'm just a I don't know. I'm sorry. I can't think of any romantic <laughs> comedy tropes right now. Can you believe? <laughs> uh, uh, dating twins. I dated the other twin. <sighs> uh, I can't be in love. I'm too busy with business. <laughs> oh, what do you mean I have to go to my precious hometown for Christmas? <laughs> God, I hope a big buff burly man doesn't teach me the meaning of family and Christmas and I fall in love. That would just be awful. Be terrible. Anyway. But hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 it's a late night record. <laughs> you say late if night, the energy is off. It's 7pm. Uh, but hey, merry, happy, holly mess uh, mm-hmm. to everyone. We, uh, it's, it's, our, it's the holiday season. Where Yay. Uh, our brains are off for the rest of the year. Sorry, you got <laughs> whoops. You got us in uh, the off season. You got so. the mushy brains. <laughs> My boss is gonna be pissed. I just like I work for two more weeks. That brain's uh, gone though. Yeah, but we're uh, hey, we know we've been <laughs> the bottom of the Christmas barrel forever. We uh, blasted through all of our options in year one, being very optimistic at. <laughs> What uh, the media landscape would provide for us. And then did one by accident. Oops. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, those always hurt the most. Um, <laughs> I like but, I like that this episode is going to be a lot of, hey, come here for a second. I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> and it's just that energy. I'm just like, listen. Peek behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so we were recommended a show. Because there was, like, a, a, a Christmas arc that we were going to get to. Yeah. You know, at some point, because it was, like, episodes 16 through 18. And yeah. we were like, hey, what if we didn't <laughs> jump right into it? <laughs> what if we bided our time? What if we slow burned into it? What if we set up a 2030 Christmas episode? <laughs> That's genius, actually. You know, I'm not against it. I didn't even think of it that way when you suggested this show, but that's genius. <laughs> <laughs> the hey, we're talking romance and anime. We're talking slow burns. Let's give you a slow burn. We're watching Toradora. Yeah. <laughs> IRL slow burn. Oh my uh, god. But yeah, this beyond the Christmas arc that was recommended later on, uh this is not quite a girls do nothing show, but uh, a romance do nothing show, mm-hmm. I guess. It's a it's a slice of life, I believe, is what you're going for there. <laughs> yeah, God, see, I mentioned characters my living their lives. What do you call I that? I forgot one of them. <laughs> one of the two main categories. <laughs> two of the big corners. <laughs> are they fighting, or are they just walking around in a school? 
There's yep. only two <laughs> options. And sometimes there's both. Even Evangelion's a mess. Oh, I was thinking you, Hakusho. Those boys are in love. I don't care what you say. They're gay yeah, as hell for each other. <laughs> but, but do you know this show? Anyone have this on the radar? I've never watched it, but it was popular with one of my friends when I was 13, maybe. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, we're talking about Peek Behind the Curtain. I dubbed a scene from this on my Ooh. old YouTube channel. Uh, that I will not say the name of. Hell yeah. So, I know that one scene. <laughs> Hope that branding has changed, or else that'll be easy to find at the end of the show. I did, the, yeah, I will never say the name of that channel. <laughs> <laughs> we all have dark secrets. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, this is one I've actually watched all of, so I oh. was... Uh, able to predict, like, yeah, that Christmas episode's gonna be a hot minute. Uh, so I was able to give us a heads up with that, so I have experience with this show already. Huh. Nice. Well, well, please guide us through. Uh, D, you can take over when we get to that one scene. Uh, but, <laughs> but let's, what? let's jump in. Uh, let's, uh, the first three nights of Chris, uh, We're watching this show. That's it, baby. I'm, we're back. We're back. Welcome back, folks. Uh, everybody just... <laughs> Put it on Dugan this time. Gotcha. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, you got me. I'm... I'm I'm doing... I'm doing bad, guys. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I just thought you were sighing because you couldn't think of a no. bit. No, that that is the reason. Uh, I... My relationship with sleep for the past week has been uh, very estranged. Mm. Um, So I'm coming to you with half a brain cell, but I have text in front of me that tells me the words I need to say. So that's going to get me through it. Thanks, Pat. Okay. (laughs) Dugan's got insomnia. D's got a little tummy trouble. I don't have an excuse. I'm just like this. Yeah, well... We'll all get through it somehow. <laughs> I'm playing the fun LA game of Is That Gunshots? We love Ooh, that game. Love it. Oh. You can hear them. Yeah, Those I'm are very questionable. Up, can you hear it? Oh, yeah, you can, can hear it. I can hear it. I'm going to say fireworks, unless they got some sort of semi automatic. Frightening. <laughs> I was playing it's DD one time, and there was just a very loud explosion that time. everyone heard on my mic. Like, what the hell was that? I was like, fuck if I know. I'm not going outside for two more days now. Mm-mm. Never I'm out. sitting in front of a woods and I'd like close those. Out. Close the curtains, baby. I mean, we're cutting this out, I'm assuming. Uh, this is more interesting than my... <laughs> People need to know the reality of living in America, baby. Hey, uh, you're getting a live demonstration of our uh, dystopia or datum. <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, I missed that. That was a fun game. And I need the listener to know, if this does stay in, I'm laughing because I'm worried. <laughs> not because I think it's funny. I'm not worried. I used to live right around there, but I moved. So I guess I dodged that book. Boo! Boo! <laughs> Bad joke! Uh, 
I had to lean back for that one. I was about to get real loud. Hey, we said this is going to be a weird episode, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. internally, before yesterday, before the day of, before the vibes of this instance are happening, we knew it was going to be a weird one. So, you said, let's do the Christmas episode during the week at night. Nothing weird gets out and it's gonna happen. It's now. the only time we could. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, okay. get all that in? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, so anime. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so two teens falling in love. Uh, kinda. It's like two. Kinda. It's like two. It's some. It's it, two. Two uh, apparent jerks uh, being. <laughs> Look at these jerks. But also jerks. Uh, so, uh, we see this boy doing doing some heavy cleaning. Ah, oh, he's messing with his hair. And we see a girl waking up in bed, but she's sneezing. Oh. How interesting. <laughs> uh, and they're both talking about this hidden thing in the world. That the world's always hiding this thing. So anyways. Uh, <laughs> so Monday comes uh, around. Boy, uh, boy, uh, Ryu Takasu, uh, he goes out and sees his mom sleeping in the living room. Uh, his mom is just a party animal drunk, uh, and he's the responsible one while, uh, she goes out. So, uh, he's starting his first day of school, so he's like, Mom, I can't do all the chores, I gotta go. Uh, and they're talking about how a new apartment building was built right next to their window so it blocks all their sunlight and he keeps having to deal with all the mold and uh, extra cleaning. That's why he was so stressed out uh, earlier. Uh, And uh, his mom says like, oh, uh, look at you. When you get mad, you get you look like your dad when you're mad. And he's no. like, oh, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm not my dad. Because <laughs> his dad's not around, and he's apparently a piece of shit. So he's like, oh, shit. no, that's up. Um, if, if your main identifiable feature is, hey, you're most recognizable when you're angry, you got some shit to work out. Mm. Yeah, so uh, that that's his whole issue, is everyone takes one look at him, and they see those mean eyes, and they're like, ooh, intimidating. Ooh, a bully. Ooh, a criminal. And he's like, no, I just got jeans from a jerk. Uh, so, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he's walking down the streets. He runs into some classmates, and we get a little example. Uh, they just, like, bump into him, and they're like, oh, my God, please, uh, muggas, take our money. And he's like, please, no, I, I want to go to school. I want to learn. <laughs> um, so he's walking down the street, and he runs into his uh, friend, uh, Kitamura, uh, his his glasses friend. Yep. Uh, he got Ida in the name. So. Check. Got oh, it. you do. Hey, look at that. Uh, so he he reassures him, hey, not everyone thinks you're a jerk, because I'm your friend. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, and uh, we see... We see uh, t- Takaisu, God, Takasu. <laughs> I was like Takaisu. Welcome to my world. <laughs> Takasu's crush, Kushiata, uh, the redhead. Yeah, red, red hair. Uh, like he read my notes. Glasses boy and redhead. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, and she's like, oh my god, I'm in the class too. And and he's in love. Uh, so uh, walking down a hallway to class, uh, Takasu accidentally bumps into a tiny girl. And everyone all around them is like, oh my god, oh my god, Cla- Clash of the Titans. Oh, oh it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's Palm Top Tiger. And he's like, what? What? <laughs> It's a weird, uh, bad nickname. Yeah, but but it's because she's so tiny, but she's fierce like a tiger. Ah. And uh, she punches him out. <laughs> cool. Good. Violent. Small <laughs> but mighty. Uh, uh, and we uh, we learn this is Isaka, uh, 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 ti- tiger girl. Sure. Um, but... But she was a sneezing girl from the beginning. Do you remember? Oh, the s- oh yes, of course. <laughs> it's a contradiction. You know, you can't hit and sneeze. It, it's not possible. <laughs> uh, so uh, she is friends with uh, red hair girl and uh, oh, there there are rumors ab- uh, uh, about. I said there are rumors about them. I remember writing that note and being like. That's not quite it. I'll remember it uh, to be able to clarify later. Sorry, listener. I failed you in this moment. (laughs) There's gossip. There's gossip. Eh, There's gossip about them being mean, but also everyone's in love with each other. So other stuff too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So after class, uh, uh, Takasu goes into a classroom and sees just the desks explode all over as... as, uh, Isaka is uh, in a locker and just like slides out onto the ground. <laughs> He's like, "All right, weird, cool. I'm gonna get my bag and go home." Uh, so uh, he goes to get his bag, and she's like, uh, "No, you can't!" and tries to take it away from him. Uh, uh, but uh, she freezes up, uh, realizing something's off. calls calls him a dumbass and leaves. <laughs> So Classic. Like, uh, what? What is happening? This this feels like a romance anime because I'm confused over how <laughs> that could even be a interaction. <laughs> uh, so uh, he goes home and he sees a picture of his dad, who is a scumbag, and again curses him for giving him his mean face. Uh, but he has to do his homework. Uh, but but he notices an envelope in his bag that wasn't there before. It shouldn't be there. Hmm. What could this be? He's no postman. <laughs> uh, but he sees it. It was an envelope for Glass's friend. <gasps> oh, but it was empty. Oh, he can see right through it. Huh. Uh, guess we'll never know what that's about. <laughs> yep. Next day, so uh, uh, his homework was really tough. Uh, but uh, so he goes to bed and he wakes up in the middle of the night when he hears a noise. Hmm. Mama Duke. Uh, he gets up and uh, the window is open and uh, Isaka jumps up and attacks him. And uh, uh, they fight and uh, he turns on the light and sees her and... She keeps attacking, even though her identity is revealed. And she's like, hey, you must have seen the letter. You need to die. There can be no witnesses. Uh, <laughs> I condemn you to hell. Uh, but 
he's like, hey, no, you, uh, you're dumb in two ways. You put it in mm-hmm. the wrong bad, but you also didn't actually put a letter in there. And she's extra embarrassed by that, too, of not only did she try to be vulnerable, but she was bad at being vulnerable. <laughs> uh, hey, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. Oh. Into someone's house and attacked them over your own mistake. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, that's less embarrassing to admit, so yeah. True. <laughs> um, so he's like, all right, little burglar, come here. And uh, little burglar. makes her some food. <laughs> oh, oh, little burgs. Uh, <laughs> little burgs. <laughs> uh, so he makes her some food. Uh, she's always out in, eating out of convenience stores, she says. So she goes nuts for a home-cooked meal. But she's still embarrassed and... Uh, he's like, hey, let, you've done nothing but call me an asshole and uh, beat me up in public and all that and, you know, do actual crimes in my home. But but come here. I feel bad for you. Let me show you some of my bad romance poetry and all the playlists I've made for girls. <laughs> but I've never sent them. You're actually braver than me. You're braver than the troops. So uh, uh, be confident with that. And she's like, wow, thank you. Uh, Fuck you. That's still nothing. And uh, she sees in one of them that uh, he accidentally wrote uh, the girl's name. And it's her redheaded friend. So she's like, oh, you have a crush on my friend. Weird. I have a crush on your friend. And she's like, oh, uh, don't worry. Uh, She's out of your league. You you don't have anything to worry about. Um, And then we're just introduced to their weird parrot that can almost talk. I hate this bird. It uh, serves no purpose. Yeah, truly, like, not even, like, a fun animal sidekick. It's just off-putting. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nasty. It's mm-hmm. one of those, like, ah, isn't it funny because it's nasty? It's like, no, this thing should be euthanized. It's nasty. Like, this thing sucks. <laughs> Get it out of my face. Put it out of its misery. Uh, so the next morning, uh, he gets a phone call and... Uh, Oh, sorry. Uh, we can't skip the most important part of all of this because it would uh. be wild if we did. Uh, so he's like, all right, it is the middle of the night. Please leave. And uh, she doesn't want to. And he's like, hey, I promise to do whatever it takes to get you out of my home. And she's like, anything? He's like, yes, please leave. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you'll you'll even obey my any command like a dog? And he's like, yeah, whatever. It's 3.32 in the morning. Go away. <laughs> and she's like, all right, I'll hold you to it forever and whatever. Uh, so the next morning, he gets a phone call. And she says, hey, dog slave, get over here to the balcony. Uh, so... He opens it up, and wouldn't you know it, that new apartment building that was built right next door, her window faces directly into their home. Wouldn't you know it? I love Clutter explains it all. (laughs) Uh, So uh, uh, she commands him to come over, and he brings breakfast, and he's like, ooh, this is a real fancy building. But he gets inside, and he's like, hmm, it smells like ass in here. (laughs) Uh, Verbatim, love, love that. Mm-hmm. They're eating ass in here. <laughs> no, no. Oh. <laughs> uh, 
but he goes inside and he just sees the mess and we get a truly like pixelated blurred out uh <laughs> the dubious food in Zelda yes uh, mm-hmm. uh, like just the nastiest sink and he's like oh my god girl you live like this <laughs> damn, damn girl uh so he goes into uh the uh her bedroom and she fell asleep in like the three minutes it took for him to walk over he's like all right well i guess i'll clean so he does then she wakes up and she sees everything's clean and she's like hey fuck you i didn't tell you to clean dog Mm. He's like, hmm, great, cool, Lo- love this, uh, real cute stuff. Love, love what we're doing here. Hope it continues for 30 more episodes. Yay! Uh, but she also smells the home-cooked meal and is like, oh, oh, okay, uh, uh, food, all right. Uh, and uh, he notices that her sniffles are gone because it's actually clean in there now. But she can't say thanks because she's too proud. And that's where we end episode one. She is a literal feral cat. <laughs> yes. I, okay, what? It might be because we just watched Comey Can't Communicate. I'm curious why the you have to obey me like a dog is such a common trope and theme in high school anime specifically. That's exactly what Paul was saying. He watched episodes two and three with me. Or, yeah, he just like mentioned it. He was like, is that like a regular thing in like Japanese high schools? Is that a joke people do? And I was like, I don't know. It's specifically high school anime. It's like it's there's other shows where it would have made sense in some degree, but all the high schools are very strange. Yeah, it's like it is a common plot thing in even like uh, American youth shows of like, oh, you uh, like you're my servant. They, we've gotten away from like actually saying slavery now, uh, but yeah. just being like, oh, you have to be my servant for a day, and like I get that's like a. a dynamic you can explore but specifically dog act like a dog woof woof uh uh furry vibes yeah is much more it's common weird. in anime yeah yeah well so in episode two ryuji is i called them ryuji and taiga because we're familiar like that <laughs> <laughs> i'm calling them boy and little birds also very good <laughs> I'm here to burgle your turks. <laughs> okay. Please don't dox me like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ryuji is feeding Taiga breakfast, and his mom is there now, too. And he wonders why this is happening, and his mom is just okay with it. She's just, like, going with the flow. Um, she's just like, there's a small girl here. Cool. Uh... Taiga asks for more rice, but there's none left. And she may be small, but she's a big eater. Uh, and there are cherry blossoms everywhere. Check. It's, yep. Uh, Taiga calls the parrot ugly, and Ryuji doesn't like it. They banter. You know how it is. Uh, narrator Ryuji says that Taiga now comes to his house for every meal. Taiga reminds Ryuji that... Uh, he has to help her get close to Glasses Boy. They run into Redhead Girl, and she's surprised to see the two of them walking to school together, and she thinks that they're, like, an item. <gasps> How could that be? Uh, but Ryuji tries to emphasize that they're not, but she ignores him and listens to Taiga when she's like, no, no, we're not together. 
uh, and the two of them walk away together, and Ryuji realizes he has to help Taiga first before she helps him get close to Redhead Girl. Uh, later, they're in gym class, and he pairs up with Taiga for basketball. Their plan is to hurt whoever Glasses Boy pairs up with, so then Ryuji can insist on taking them to the nurse, so then Taiga can be with Glasses Boy instead. And that's, admittedly, a pretty okay plan. Just except for someone the, else out. Collateral except damage. For the assaulting someone else. <laughs> with a basketball. <laughs> Um, but he pairs up with a girl, so Ryuji's like, I don't want to hurt a girl. Um, and Taiga, of course, wants to stick to the plan and accuses Ryuji of being sexist for not wanting to hit a girl. Good one. (laughs) Um, everybody's practicing passes. Taiga stands close to the girl that uh, Glasses Boy is paired with, so Ryuji can throw the ball at the girl. But oops, he hits Taiga with it instead. Uh, They bake cookies in their cooking class and she's going to give them to Glasses Boy, but she's all nervous and he's like talking her up. He's like, come on, you can do it. Um, They open the door to the classroom, but he's not in there and they see him running down the hallway. So they go after him Uh, and as they're chasing him, they run up some stairs and she slips. She loses the cookies, but he catches her. Wow. <sighs> Romance is alive. Do they know that? No. no. Uh, after school at sunset, he's sitting in their classroom. Taiga comes in all quiet and he says, did you find the cookies? And she nods and he says, were they like, okay? And she shook her head because they were all ruined. Uh, she goes up to the window and laments about how clumsy she is and how nothing is going according to plan. Uh, and Ryuji goes over to her and tries one of the cookies that she made. And she's worried that they're no good, but he says they're great. He, like, tips the bag into his mouth. And it's too bad that Glasses Boy didn't get to try any, so they'll just have to make more. And I will say, this doesn't, you know, stick around, but I like how vulnerable Taiga is so quickly, because from what I knew of the show and what we see in, like, episode three, mm-hmm. <laughs> like... She's very much not. She's she's a, a what's the word? Sundere. That's the one. Yep. But I like at least in this one, she's very like open about how she's feeling, and I think that's neat. Yeah. For I, when it happens. Yeah, I'm surprised. You're right. I'm surprised it happens as early as it does. But then again, when a guy comes in and sees the absolute squalor you live in and cleans your shit up, I guess you shouldn't have too much pride. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then they hear someone at the door. So someone saw them like sitting on the floor together, eating the cookies. And now people are spreading rumors about them. Everybody's gossiping and they get to class the next day together, of course, because they walk to school together and everybody is staring at them. Uh, and then outside in the hallway, redhead girl asks if they have a minute. So they go up to the rooftop. Check. Check. Um, (laughs) And she tells Ryuji to take good care of Taiga because they're good friends and she deserves the best. Glasses Boy is also there and says that he's happy for them. Uh, and oh no, the two people that that they like think that they're a couple. Who oh, could have ever beans. seen this coming? Oh, yikes. Ah, shucks. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
that night they're at Johnny's, which is clearly meant to be Denny's from the logo. <laughs> yeah, check. Wow. It's a similar brand name. We're really mm, doing it. Love it. It's a pretty full card. <laughs> um, so they're both moping about their situation. Tyga says that she's sorry because she feels like it's her fault for spending so much time at his house. But she likes it there because it's homey. And she says that she doesn't really have a relationship with her parents. And when she said she wanted to move out, they just, like, gave her this apartment. Um, so at least she explains why she lives alone. Hey. I still don't <laughs> fully know if this is high school or middle school. Either way, bad parenting. Yeah, not not good. Uh, obviously, by the way she was living. Yeah. Um, so they're walking home that night. She says... She knows that the cookies were gross, like he didn't have to lie to her for when he finished them. Um, and she asks if he gets nervous when he thinks about Redhead Girl, and he says that he does. And she wonders why no one understands them, and why no one can just see that they're two nervous kids, and not these, like, tough guys that everybody thinks they are. So she gets really mad and starts, like, punching and kicking an electrical pole, and she says that everybody's pissing her off. And there was something about, I watched the English dub, mm-hmm. and there was something about the way she said, I'm not okay, that I was just like, oh, that's sad. Like, I feel like you never hear somebody in anime say that. Mm-hmm. So there was yeah. something about it that hit me. Just very general of like, shit's not going well for me, rather than one specific problem they're working on. She's like, there's a lot bad. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this show in particular for these, like, oh, I just, I have a bad home life. I'm so upset. This does a good job of being like, no, this is a traumatized child just lashing out and being angry. And you get those moments of like, oh, oh, sweetie. Yeah, I put, I put sad faces a lot in my (laughs) notes. Um and she's just saying that nobody understands her, like, not even redhead girl. And that's, like, her best friend. Um, and then Ryuji joins her in kicking and punching at the pole. And he starts yelling, and they're taking out their teenage anger. And uh, they do it enough that they tilt the pole. And that makes her really happy. <laughs> <laughs> How come everyone thinks we're super violent and aggressive? <laughs> Bends the telephone pole. Like, I don't know. I, got, I can get an idea why they think that. Hmm. You did destroy the classroom twice now. That's true. Um, So she decides that tomorrow she's gonna tell Glasses Boy how she feels, and then Ryuji doesn't have to be her dog anymore. He doesn't have any, he doesn't have to have anything to do with her. And I was like, why can't you still be friends? No, we're done. Dead to me. (laughs) When we make eye contact when you're in your bedroom and I'm in my living room, we'll (laughs) just pretend we don't know each other. There are no gray areas between friend and lover. (laughs) Or not knowing each other and lover, because friend is the gray area. (laughs) Um, We call that gray area the friend zone. ah. It does exist. (laughs) Um, So the next morning, Taiga isn't at breakfast at their apartment, and mom asks if they got in a fight, and he says no, and she's like, oh, it's boring without her. Um, have we mentioned that his mom's hot? Did we say that yet? I think maybe I did. <laughs> well, you didn't? I, I didn't mention it. His so, mom's uh, hot. <laughs> I, I'm not 100% sure. I think she's like a hostess at a club or something. So yeah. that's why she like works nights and her job is to go out and party mm-hmm. and come back home plastered. <laughs> um, so at school, 
Uh, The two of them bump into each other. He says hi, but she ignores him. And then he goes into the classroom and the desks are all donked up and everybody else in the class is cowering in a corner. Um, And they apologize to him for spreading rumors about the two of them. And they're like, yeah, Tyga came in here. She got so mad at us. And she also got mad that we all call you a delinquent. Sorry. Um, And then redhead girl apologizes also. Um, What does this say? Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) One minute, we got it. She says that Tyga told her she wouldn't date him. Huh. I guess... (laughs) I don't know who the her and the she is. Oh, no. Redhead was telling Tyga that... Uh, because she thinks Tyga likes him, she wouldn't try. Like she wouldn't date him. Okay. Like she she's not a threat to her Tyga's relationship with him. Gotcha. Okay. So um, while that's happening, oh, I think I like misunderstood it because I was focused on the visual, which is we see Tyga stopping Glasses Boy in the stairwell, like to you know take him aside and tell him her feelings. So Ryuji wonders why. She's even thinking about him instead of telling Glasses Boy how he feel how she feels, um, and he like walks out onto a balcony outside, and he sees her trying to confess her love to Glasses Boy. So he kind of stands there. He lurks, uh, and Ryuji wonders why she's doing this in the morning because the rest of the the rest of the day could be awkward if he rejects her. Which is a great point. I've never yeah, thought about why people confess their feelings in anime at sunset. <laughs> <laughs> Do it at night so you go, well, that didn't work. And you just sleep for eight hours. Yep. Um, so, uh, before she can confess, Glasses Boy stops her and, like, asks for clarification on her relationship with Ryuji. And she says, we're just neighbors. Nothing more. I don't like him like that. He's like, oh, okay, so you hate him. And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no in between. Um... And she's like, well, he, like, he was there for me when no one else was, and he made me really good fried rice. And it's, it's thanks to him that I've gotten to this point where I can tell you that I have feelings for you. <gasps> and she has, like, no hesitation. Like, she, like, has that moment where she's like, yeah, he's really nice to me, but I like you. And then Glasses Boy says, I think I get it. And Paul and I both busted up laughing. Because <laughs> I was like, I fucking hope so. She just straight up told you how she felt. And he, of course, doesn't get it. <laughs> Narrator's note. He's an idiot. <laughs> he may have glasses, but that doesn't make him smart. <laughs> um, so he asks if she remembers what happened last year. Something vague. We don't know. Um, and then he says that when she's with Ryuji, she seems happier so he just, like, completely ignores her confession and cares more about how she feels about Ryuji. So he's, like, he feels like he's seeing into her soul, you know? I know you better than you know yourself. And I mean... Hey, remember last year when you asked me out and I said, uh, no? <laughs> feels... Sorry. Maybe date this other guy you clearly like. <laughs> um, so, yes, yes, yes. He says that the two of them can be good friends. Her her and him, Tyga and Glasses Boy, will just be good buddies. Uh, so she's disappointed, of course. And then the bell rings and he's like, well, better go to homeroom. <laughs> um, and she's just left standing there. And then Ryuji comes down the stairs and he's like, oh, I, I thought you were going to cry. And she's like, mm, I'm just going to go home. 
and he says, well, I'll make you something to eat since you probably didn't eat anything last night or this morning. And then she gets mad because she's like, you're not my dog anymore. Like, I told him how I feel. You can leave me alone. And he's like, I was so hoping he would just say, no, I'm not a dog. I'm your friend. But no. uh, He says, I'm not a dog. I'm a dragon because dragons are the only thing that can stand up with tigers. And I'm going to be strong enough to stand by you, Tyga. And he says her first name. Um, And then she kicks him. And says he better prove himself. And then while she's walking away, she smiles, excited that he used her first name. And she definitely doesn't like him. Nah, not at all. No way. Get no. out of here. Cooties, gross. And that's episode three, two, two. What? Sorry, we're not oh, done yet. All right, I'm done. Bye, guys. It's episode two. Uh, <laughs> episode three starts off. We got, I'm, I'll try to say his name. I will struggle and eventually switch to boy. Uh, until then, I'm going to be calling him. Takasu and Little Bergs, because I like that a lot better. <laughs> Takasu and Little Bergs are walking to school. He's lecturing her about uh, how she has to prepare her clothes before laundry, like taking out the tissues out of the pockets and separating the colors and the whites. So he's doing her his her laundry. F- what? He's doing her laundry for her. That's it. <laughs> um, and uh, she starts complaining, saying he's nagging her too much because he does nothing but take care of her, and she just constantly assaults him and berates him. Um, and on the way there, they overhear a baseball game with the redhead playing in it because she's the baseball team captain for the mm-hmm. girls' team. So they got like big chants going on, and they're uh, playing a game, I guess, at the beginning of school. Um, and uh, once they get up there, Takasu's just ogling his crush he's looking at redhead getting all lovey dovey watching her play and uh little bird catches him gawking at her and hits him again that's the show uh <laughs> and then uh as the game is wrapping up we see uh Ida come over uh apparently he's captain of the boys baseball team huh and they're, it's they're almost just... like those two might have a lot in common no that can't be it it's mm-hmm. gotta be a pentagonal crossover like <laughs> five it's gotta people. be convoluted yeah uh but he comes over saying like hey boys team is gonna like do a practice we want to do a practice with the girls team and like a cross practice sort of thing um and they're like yeah that'd be great and then they both turn over and see uh takasu and little bergs fighting as they do uh then we cut to later we see class ending and we see little bergs is watching uh redhead decorating cell phones like, just bedazzling the shit out of a bunch of cell phones. I love it. Girl boss. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's got, like, a little hobby. She's like, nah, this is a job. This is a side hustle. I'm getting paid. I was like, mm-hmm. damn, good for you. Um, but, yeah, so she pulls out, like, a box of cell phones, and uh, she offers uh, Takasu if, she, if he wants her to do it. What? I'm struggling tonight. <laughs> she Join offers to. You're in good company. <laughs> <laughs> she offers to decorate his cell phone too and he gets all flustered at the idea of it but says no because god forbid he interacts with her um and then we see like a bunch of other girls come up to redhead and be like oh i want it. she's like oh cool you know what's the price or what's your price range what color do you want what theme do you want i'm like damn she's got this locked down like she's got it figured out as someone who has too many deco den phone cases <laughs> that's exactly how it is <laughs> and then we go back home and we see uh takasu is making dinner thinking about redhead getting all lovey-dovey and uh tag is there waiting for 
uh, dinner, asking if she can have his mom's share because she won't be back in time. And Takasu keeps asking, like, oh, do you think I was weird in front of Redhead today? You think she was? She knew my name. She said my first name, which is cool. I think we're getting closer. And Ty, and sorry, excuse me, I misspoke earlier. <laughs> Little Bergs hits him. Excuse um, me, use her, use her God-given <laughs> Christian name. My apologies, <laughs> Miss Bergs. <laughs> Please, Miss Bergs is my mother. <laughs> Call me <And>, Will. <laughs> And uh, so he's just gushing about Redhead, and Little Bergs hits him again. Um, and while they're fighting, they notice, like, hey, how come dinner's taking so long? Ah, the rice cooker's broken. The rice ah. can't be done. And they're like, well, time to go out to Johnny's. And hey, everybody's favorite local <laughs> joint. I do like that uh, Takasu does point out, he's like, hey, the rice cooker broke, but, like, there's other food. Like, I was still making dinner. I was like, that's a good point. Like, <laughs> but so they go out to Johnny's. And uh, while they're waiting, it turns out Redhead's the waitress there. <gasps> and she brought him the Little Berg's ice cream special. It's just like a big strawberry parfait looking thing. Yum. And she's like, don't worry, I, I got it on the house. Wink. It's like, you want fries? I can get you fries. I'll get you extra fries. I'm just like, you're stealing from your job. Hell yeah. Good for her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do in retail. Um, and she... Uh, Little Bergs ask her, like, hey, you know, you, you got a job here. You got the phone job. Or you got a lot of jobs. You, you know, what else you got going on? Are you saving up for something? And Redhead lists all the other part-time jobs she has. It's like And Redhead said, rise and grind, gamers. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she does. Uh, Little Bergs ask her, like, are you saving up something with all these jobs? And Redhead actually says, no, but if you have time, you should grind it out. And I just can't fathom that mindset in any way it's funny like i said paul was watching this with me and at this point he was like i don't think i like her anymore (laughs) it's just she's a fun quirky character who loves capitalism it's like (laughs) if you Uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and really get to it Every oh billionaire no, they're in a business them. studies class. They're in Econ 101. Oh. <laughs> I do, having watched the show, I already know like where it all goes with the character growth and stuff. I do like the redhead character. She is fun. She would be incredibly insufferable as an actual person. Yeah. But she's fun <laughs> and a show. Yeah, Because uh, I've known someone like this in real life, and she sucked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But Redhead says, like, oh, you guys look cute together. All right, I gotta go, bye, and runs off. So, again, just pushing these two together. And uh, while they're there, uh, uh, yeah, Takasu's looking at her. She runs off, and Little Burst gets mad and pokes him in the eyes. Uh, just constant abuse. On the way home, he asks, uh, maybe Redhead really needs that money. She didn't tell us, but she might be embarrassed, or she might be saving him for a sick family member or something. Uh, yeah, she might have her own reasons for working on those jobs. And Little Burks. Uh, calls him out and be like, don't jump to conclusions. Don't start making up stories about her. You don't know her like the way I do. So, you know, if she says she's fine, I know she's fine. She's fine. Let it be. And uh, he continues to be like, well, what about... And again, we camera pans away. We hear a hit noise. Back home, Takasu has a black eye and is feeding his nasty-ass bird. Uh, next day, they don't have school. It's an off day. So Takasu and Little Berg's it's like let's let's go to Johnny's again. We love Johnny's. The rice cooker's still broken, and Takasu's just really hoping to see Redhead again. He's even wearing like nicer clothes. And on the way there, uh, Little Bergs calls him out for wearing nicer clothes, and 
He's like, that's not going to impress her. And he's like, ah, let's go back and change. Um, but as they're walking, they run into uh, a, a balding man. This man fucking sucks. Yeah, this was weird and bad. <laughs> this guy's gross as hell. Turns out he is one of the regular customers of Takasu's mom at the bar. And he's like, ah, you're so-and-so's kid. And he calls her by a different name because that's the name she uses at work. So creepy-ass guys like this don't know who she actually is or where she lives. It's a smart move on her part. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, quote, if I can't feel up your mom, I'll feel up her DNA and grabs Takasu's ass. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Literally nothing about that makes sense or is justified in any way. Um, casual sexual assault. It sucks. Check. (laughs) (laughs) I should have taken that off the bingo card. So they start walking together. And uh, yeah, Takasu and Little Birds is like, all right, let's get out of here. And Redhead pops out and is like, hey, it's early in the morning. You two are probably hungry. Here's some protein bars or something. I don't really know what she said. She just offers them food. And it turns out uh, the gross guy that uh, grabbed Takasu's ass uh, runs a liquor store. And she's working there part time on the weekends. One of her million jobs. And he asks uh, Little Bergs and uh, he asks Little Bergs if she wants to help out. He doesn't have to talk to Sue because he's, he's his mom's son. He doesn't need to work. He's good. I felt his ass. He's fine. Uh, and Takasu instead volunteers himself and Little Bergs, saying, like, yeah, we can both work for you. It'll be great. Just being an excuse to, you know, hang out with the redhead more. And we see in like a quick little montage of the gross creepy boss giving little birds way more work and not giving takasu any and we see uh he's got a delivery for her she's little birds has got to go on a delivery and he's got a bike set up with a bunch of beer uh and liquor and uh little bird struggles with a bit and stalls that's when takasu realizes oh little birds doesn't know how to ride a bike the silence was very funny of her just standing there and i was like she can't ride a bike (laughs) i don't know how to ride a bike till after high school either Hey, uh, you know what? We're being vulnerable. I'll be vulnerable for, for, for Paul. He can't ride a bike, so, you know. Some people stuff. can't. We're, we're all indoor kids. That's a skill that's an outside spot <laughs> yeah. default. People always say you can't forget how to ride a bike. If I got on a bike now, I would probably fall over. I'd struggle a bit. It's been a, it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, of course, her natural reaction to anything is to scream. And throw a hissy fit. So she runs with the bike. Not riding it, but alongside it. Which, honestly, is still better than carrying. So it's not the worst thing you can do. <laughs> um, and uh, as she runs off, Redhead Takasu... Uh, oh, he, she leaves Takasu and Redhead together. He gets all flustered, saying he can offer to help her with some work. And she's like, yeah, that'll be great. Uh, and we get little clips of uh, little birds running around with the bike screaming. And we cut back. <laughs> to Redhead and Takasu in, like, an old storage shed behind the store. And they're going through to an inventory. And they're just like, oh, man, it sure would be weird if this door shut and locked. And then we'd be in real trouble. Right on cue. The creepy old boss man walks by, shuts the door, and locks it. And he, like, mutters to himself, like, ah, little Briggs must have left it open, just blaming her for everything. Ah, shit. Ah. And we see Takasu tries to call out to him, yelling and banging on the door. And Redhead says... This is the perfect time for their school anthem. Insufferable. <laughs> do schools even have it? I mean, I guess maybe Japanese schools do. My school didn't. My school, like, had one, but we, like, didn't sing it. And I only knew we had one because I was in band. So we would, you know, uh, play yeah. it at football games and whatever. Yeah, I think we technically had one, but it 
wasn't like, yeah, we all know this. We all sing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all have school pride. Uh, and we see uh, Little Berg's finishing up the deliveries, and she's walking back with the bike that's now empty, and she gets like the side of the river and just lays down with the bike. And just muttering like, "What am I doing? What's what? You know, how do I get myself in this situation?" And while she is laying there, right on cue, Ida shows up. Hey! He said he was nearby training. I guess baseball or something else. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, uh, little Bergs, is that your bike?" And she's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, nice! You finally learned how to ride a bike." She's like, "What?" He's like, "How did you know I couldn't ride a bike?" And he says, "Like, oh, or most of the last year, I was keeping an eye on you." Bye. And just leaves. I, just. <laughs> again, while watching this with Paul, my husband, forgot to mention that for any of you that don't know. <laughs> um, he was like, he's like an NPC. Like, he walked up and was like, bikes are cool. You should learn how to ride one. Bye. <laughs> Press A to ride your bike. See you later. Uh, shit, I repeated the dialogue. Shit, shit. God, God, speak through this. <laughs> he, he, it's... Very strange. Yes. He, he's a very odd character. Uh, so she picks up the bike, and with tears in her eyes, she tries to ride, but keeps falling over, but she keeps trying. Uh, and she, like, mutters to herself, like, why am I even bothering? He does not even here to see me try. Uh, and we see uh, Little Bergs finally gets back, crashes the bike into the store, and asks where the others are, and he's like, oh, you know what? I haven't seen him in a while. And she's like, God, you suck. And she's right. Uh, and... <laughs> She runs out looking for Takasu and Redhead, and we cut back to them, still locked in the storeroom, like, hours later, it's, like, dusk now, and they've been singing their school anthem nonstop, hoping that their boss would hear them, and uh, Redhead's like, yeah, he usually listens to, like, the horse races, like, on the radio, it's like, ah, he's a gambler as well, garbage man, (laughs) and uh, they say, like, oh, it's getting a little cold, and Takasu's like, oh, if you want, you can wear my, she's like, baseball, let's play baseball to warm up, and just, like, cuts him off right away. Uh, so Takasu grabs like a wine bottle and she has like a ball of like tape or something uh, and she's getting ready to pitch him and while she's like winding up to pitch she's like doing this chant saying like pitcher scared mm-hmm. but she's the pitcher mm. so it's weird <laughs> she's like trying to psych herself out uh, but as she's like singing that chant Takasu notices her hand holding the ball is shaking a bit realizing she is actually scared and uh, she throws the ball and swings misses so they trade sides and uh, when he calls her out on being scared, she's like, Ed, it doesn't matter. Being scared is not going to help us in this situation. You know, why put more thought into it than my body already is? Uh, and while they're getting ready for the next serve, they notice a window very high up, like two stories up in the storage shed uh, that they didn't see before. They're like, that might be our way out of here. So they start stacking boxes to try and build like a little pyramid to get out. And uh, right around that time, Little Bergs is outside and hears them talking. She knows they're in there. <laughs> and uh, as they're uh, stacking boxes, one of them falls and hits Redhead in the nose, giving her a nosebleed. Check. She says, <laughs> a nosebleed is just your heart sweating. And I said, what? I don't <laughs> think Girl. that's how that works. <laughs> There's so much wrong with that sentence. <laughs> Uh, it sweats so much, it makes its way up north to your nose. Mm, I'm a doctor. <laughs> my body has a water cycle inside of it, and the blood is evaporating up to my brain and then draining back out of my nose. <laughs> um, and uh, Takasu reflects on how 
pretty redhead is and how her she's always finding you know the optimistic stuff and her personality is literally glowing and he's he's very lovey-dovey in this uh but he finally stacks enough boxes up to the window he pulls himself up on the window has like these wooden bars on it so people can't break in like they're trying to do uh and as he gets up to the window little Briggs is there nah. she got a ladder ladder from outside and she's face to face with takasu and she does the only thing she knows how to do. She kicks him in the face. And he falls back into the sword shed. And she lands on his face. And they're like, cool. Little Burks is here. That means she got in. Which means we can use the ladder to get on out. She's like, ooh, about that. I kicked the ladder over when I was kicking him in the face. So now all three of us are trapped in here. And that's episode three. I presume they died in there. <laughs> <laughs> Two things. One, why didn't she open the door? Two... I was really worried that episode four would, like, still be about this. <laughs> so I just, like, watched the first, like, five seconds of episode four just to be like, this doesn't keep happening, does it? And it does not, so. Oh, okay. The rest of the season takes enough. place in that shed. <laughs> it turns into a weird survival horror show. <laughs> You've all read Lord of the Flies? What if it was three people in a shed? <laughs> so, are we there yet? Yeah, this... This had its cute moments. Mm-hmm. Like, as I mentioned earlier, they do slightly better than other shows that are like, hey, this is a jerk, but they're a jerk for good reasons. Uh, this, you can sort of see where they're getting at, where it's like, oh, she's putting up a defense. She's uh, scared and stuff. But, you know, my favorite type of tropes is the miscommunications <laughs> and the. Love it. And, oh, let me punch you in the face because you did a nice thing for me. Ah, ha, ha. <laughs> I beat you up. Uh, and that's what <laughs> you get for uh, saving my life. It's uh, not abuse. I'm Sudari. Ha, 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 ha. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, that that gets grating. So, uh, yeah, not, not my cup of tea. But I can see <laughs> why it is more popular than other shows who just go through the regular motions. Yeah, I appreciate both characters' vulnerability, and I think their relationship is cute when they're both, you know, in it, and neither of them are being (laughs) stupid. Um, Uh, I got some bad news for you. (laughs) Yeah, well, I know this show is 25 episodes, so it's like... Three OVAs. Huh? And three OVAs. It it just keeps going. Uh, So it's like, I can't keep watching them do that. Give me, like, a compilation of all their sweet little moments. <laughs> and that's that'll do it. But It's going to be a hot 15-minute video on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I yeah, the good parts were good, but not good enough to make me want to watch 25 episodes of this. And three OVAs. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I kind of have to echo the same sentiment, especially since I have watched it already, so mm-hmm. I do know where it goes, and I do know where the characters lead. Um, I will give them credit. There is a good amount of character growth and like interactions throughout the series. It is like 28 episodes and three OVAs, so it's drawn out. Um, we saw in the opening there's five main characters, so we don't even have the fifth character yet. She mm-hmm. gets introduced later. Uh, she's fun. She's like a semi-pop idol rich girl who also likes Takasu and just mm. becomes like a love rival for Little Bergs. 
Um, she's fun because she's. I don't like the sound of that. Glad I tapped out already. She's fun because she's shitty and stirs stuff up, and I find that entertaining. Mm. <laughs> um, but there are there are genuinely touching moments with all the characters and with dynamics between them. But it is that shitty dynamic of like we like each other's friends, we'll hook each other up. Oh, everyone thinks we're dating now. Wait, our friends like us back, but we can't get with them. Why? Like, and it's it is a lot of like force fabricated situations to just continue misunderstandings. Mm. Um, so yeah, it it does have cute moments. It does get there eventually. It does really drag its feet getting there. And yeah, just the blatant like constant berating and like attacking of Takasu, really just annoying. Like <laughs> I watched it years ago when I was younger. I don't have the patience for this shit anymore. It's just like he cooks you meals, he does your laundry. Fuck off. Like, yeah, it's not a quirky character trait anymore. It's just a shitty person. So I already watched it, but yeah. Ah well. <laughs> We got seven more years of it because we got to get to that Christmas episode. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. Well, will they ever break out of the shed? We'll find out this time next year. <laughs> Tune in and, next year, and folks, we hope you all have a good next year. We know statistically the odds aren't great, but we really hope that uh, things go your way. May the odds be ever in your favor. I love uh, the Hunger Games. Let's talk about the Hunger Games. Uh, if you would like to talk to us about the Hunger Games, you can email us. <laughs> Our email is arewebthereyet at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on TikTok and Tumblr at arewebthereyet on both be very careful not to mention the other one, or else they'll shut our podcast down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at honey period D, or on Twitter, not Twitter, Tumblr, <gasps> at honey D, all one word, and honey is spelled H-U-N-N-I-E. <laughs> you can find me in the deepest, darkest recesses of the internet. Be gone, heathen. Or, instead, you can go to YouTube and watch Ordinary Sausage, which is a YouTube channel about a guy making sausages out of weird shit. And it's just a good time, in my opinion. Cool. He made one out of crayons recently. Thank you to Camille Rooley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for our theme song stories. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. Look on the bright side. It's Chainsaw Man Tuesday. Yeah! <laughs> Have a holiday.